comedy legend, one of my idols, my heroes, kind of uh, resembles me physically, could be my uncle. It is the comedian Richard Lewis joining us in studio tonight. Thank you so well, much for coming very, in. Well, that's very, that was too much pressure on me now, and uh, <laughs> I could be your uncle. Well, you might be. Yeah, I'd be very proud to have you as a nephew. You're on the Cohen side of the family, I think. I, I, don't, I, 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 I don't care. <laughs> You're I, 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 don't, I don't see all my relatives anymore anyway. No? They're on dead. Oh. That's one of the reasons. And then, They're dropping like flies for me, too, man. It's, it's tough. Yeah, really, if you're out there, and you are, because it's Mark, you know, you're listening, you're fans, don't, <laughs> just enjoy the day. As Warren Zevon, my friend, said when he knew he was dying, enjoy every sandwich. I'm not kidding. Do you know, I've got, I've got one aunt left in Brooklyn, my dear Aunt Shoy. Uh, she lives on uh, Ocean Parkway next to the Big Jewish Cemetery. Well, I, you know, I haven't been there. I, I went to Cancun instead. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's uh, she's lived there for forty years, and it's when I would wow. go visit her as a kid, yeah. I would just be weirded out. Like her apartment building was right next to this monstrous Jew, and I'd be like, "We so don't." What was it. wrong with that? They were I mean, it was... well. At six, you're like, "There's ghosts in here." Oh, I did. You know, oh. it freaked me out as a child. Yeah, I was. They moved to Jersey. I have a brother and a sister. I was the the baby. So uh, after about a month, they moved to New Jersey. So that was. So I was I was raised in a city that was about three miles from the George Washington Bridge, so I can get on my roof and see like New York. Yeah. And yet, if I look down, there's like four little New Jersey babies selling lemonade. <laughs> I wanted to hang myself. Get, no, that's the best of both worlds, though. I guess, but, you know, I couldn't wait to get my car and drive across that bridge, you know. Although it's hard to drive. They can close it at any moment, as we yeah, know. As, as we found out. So you're in town at the Punchline this weekend. Yeah, it's just, I love, you know, I've been doing a lot of, uh, sta- it depends. Like, you know, I, if I'm working on a project or writing something, I just finished a book and I I was doing a movie. with. This is a great thing because it was exciting to work with Peter Bogdanovich. In, uh, in a film that should be out early next year with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Owen Mil- Owen Wilson and a whole load of people, and I play a redneck, maybe the first Jewish what? redneck in really? history. Well, yeah, I punched the hell out of a lot of people, and uh, if if I pulled this off, I'm be the new. It's not just going to be Sandy Koufax didn't pitch on <laughs> Yom Kippur. It's going to be. Yeah, but did you see the Jew who played a redneck? Did you, know? did you have to use a southern accent? No, just my mentality. You're, I was I a moron. You. So Can an my, upstate New York redneck. Because there, yeah. there are up rednecks in upstate New York. Yeah, I know, maybe redneck's the wrong way. I'm just a moron. Sybil Shepherd's my wife, and we have a gorgeous uh, daughter who's a prostitute, and she sleeps away into stardom. And uh, I think she's a stenographer. That's how stupid I am. Yeah. But when I find out that she's, you know, she's a whore... You can say whore, can't you? You can. Absolutely. You can say it on The View. They like that. Free, free reign on the market. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, that's, you know, so I have that, and uh, I wrote a book with an artist. He, he illustrated some of my madness, and uh, you know, and then um, I have a box set, which stuff that I never was distributed right, you know, part of show business, which is, you know, just being in the, being an artist, no matter what level you are, is something I think people should take pride mm-hmm. in, but there's a lot of luck involved being seen by a lot of people sure. and uh, and be, you have to be really proactive in show business because it'll just gobble you up or not care. So I got, you know, I got some guy, a great producer, and I have a movie I did for Saturday Night no, Live. Let me interrupt for a second, Richard. Yeah. Uh, you box set of what? What exactly? Are we yeah, well, at? it's called The Bun- Bundle of Nerves and I there, there are four movies that have never been seen oh, on DVD. Okay. So I wanted them to be out there. And so one is a, a movie called Diary of a Young Comic, which 
really had a little cult following. It preempted SNL in like 79. Wow. So, uh, so that's there. A movie I did, Drunks, where I played a junkie, uh, which got screwed in the distribution. That'll be there. And then a concert at the bottom line that was HBO. For some reason, we it didn't come together for the DVD. Mm-hmm. And then a documentary on my home in Hollywood that it sounds like grandiose to say that, but it's three stories of memorabilia of the arts, because I never, I got married late in life and never mm-hmm. had any kids, so it was really my love affair with the arts. So, so your, someone your shot a documentary. Yeah, my, my house. It's called House of a Lifetime. So give me an example. I look on, on the shelf, second floor, Richard Lewis's house. Give me oh, an example. Oh, you'll see me. You'll, there'll be uh, photos of me and Mickey Mantle wow. drinking and... Uh, or else me and with the Stones at a recording session, and uh, you know, I, or letters from President Clinton, and, and so you know, I I couldn't talk about everything because yeah. it would be a nine hour nine hour movie. So, uh, but you see the images. So my wife, we're going to be moving soon. So my wife said, "Listen, we have to make a we have to document where you lived," and uh, so we turned it into a film. So that it's like a really ex, uh, an extra. That, it, it, that's amazing. Yeah, so, no, I'm really excited about it. I mean, I, like, I definitely want to get the box set. It, do you have a website we can send people to? Well, no, it, it, won't, it doesn't hit the market. To, believe me, I'll, people will know about it. Okay. September 2nd, yeah, okay. it'll, uh, it'll come out. But it's called uh, Bundle of Nerves. That was, it seemed like that's what the producer came to see me do a, a club, the same kind of size venue like uh, here I'm doing in town, mm-hmm. at the Punchline, a, a club in New York. And he says, Richard, I got to do something with you. You know, you hear that. You don't, I didn't, and then I realized I knew who the guy was. I hadn't seen him in 20 years because you hear that a lot in Hollywood. You know, I can do this. You know, and the next thing you know, you see him, he's a guy who's like running from the police, you know, from Mexico City. So anyway, it's all, it's all working out. And I, and I'm, you know, I'm excited about the, I'm I'm just excited. This is my 45th year doing stand up and, you know, and to be, and to come back to a historic club. One of the reasons I'm really happy to be here this week is that um, I just really it's like going to old ballparks. Is that there's not that many left it's like the Fenway, field of the comedy, Rick- yeah, yeah. And this is really you know one of the few original c- clubs in the in the country left, and people should really you know feel good about that. Jamie Bendel, the owner, joins us. Jamie uh, just set the stage for us. Richard's going to be. Uh, performing this weekend. How can we get tickets? Et cetera, well, it's, et a, it's uh, of course, punchline.com is the easiest way to buy tickets online. You can call the box office, 404-252-5233. It's Father's Day weekend, mm-hmm. and really, um, <laughs> it's it's a terrific thing to do with dad. It's, it's not the conventional tie. It's not a new set of kindling for the big green egg, <laughs> right? Get Go ahead and do something that's going to be a fun, uh, special experience. Uh, so it's 7 o'clock on Saturday, uh, 7 o'clock on uh, Sunday. And um, really come and see somebody who is, in my view, one of uh, the iconic mm-hmm. comic figures of, of the modern well, club what's era. What's amazing to me. Well, that's and, really and, nice. That I'm not a father and I'm there on Father's Day. No, this is for no. people who have no children, and and we can all sort of commiserate. That like I, have... I mean, I've been a fan of your stand-up for years. We're talking to Richard oh, Lewis, comedian, lovely. stand-up, actor, um, in town at the Punchline this week. But the last, well, in, in my mind's eye, the last act of your uh, career thus far is on what Curb? I think is oh. the greatest television oh, show Curb. Of all time, and that's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Well, it's certainly in the top four or five, I think, you know, comedies. I, I'm just talking as a fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've discussed, discussed this off, you know, Mike, but I mean, I know Larry David. We were in the same hospital room together. We were at the same camp. We didn't even know that. And then we were in, uh, we went, we buddies in New York when we were in our early 20s. And 
then we realized that we really were two adolescents that hated one another. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he came over to my house in like 1999 or 2000, and he says, do you mind playing yourself? And um, and he, he, the reason he asked me that is because I, I've done some acting stuff, and, um, you know, I in the box set, there's a movie, Drunks, that I'm really proud of. The cast is sort of astonishing. But, you know, like I was in, like, Leaving Las Vegas, I opened mm-hmm. up that movie. It was sort of a nice scene, and... In fact, I got to just say when I when I when Leaving Las Vegas came out, I went to a 10 a.m. show, thinking that no one would be there, and it was packed. But it had studio heads, and you figured they would get a, a, a disc. Copy or something. Yeah. But it, I swear it was like like the head of Warner's parent. I was so so embarrassed that I'm sitting there, a little <laughs> black coat over my head. So then I watched the movie, and I thought it was a great film, and I was happy with what I saw in my scene. And then I see Shari Lewis, and she screams out my name, Richard. I'm a big fan. So now everyone know it's knows it's me. And then I pan- I went I went into panic mode, and I said, Oh, thanks, Shari. And I said, Send my love to Lamb Chop. Said nice. in the theater. <laughs> of course, that was a little embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Larry asked me to be on the show, and you're not going to turn down Larry David, who's sort of the Norman Lear of the of this last 25 years. I mean, he's won every conceivable writing award. That you can write. It's insane. And what the funny part is, from what I, you know, I've talked to a couple of cast members. Jeff Garland's been on the show a couple of times. The, he's writing, but not really writing. There's not really a script for the for the. No, show. there's no script, but he's actually one best writer for some things because, uh, you know, if you break down a, I mean, it's ad lib, but the beats of the story are so tight, mm-hmm. it's airtight. Otherwise, it'll fall apart. So the actors have a. They're given directions like this scene. Here's the information you have to get out. Do it any way you want, but get this information out. And that's a really unusual way to. I mean, Christopher Guest, I'm sure, works a lot like mm-hmm. that too in some of his films. And uh, you know, as long as the story keeps moving, you know. So in a lot of ways, it's much more difficult than a, than a script. Because, oh, I can imagine a lot of improv. Yeah. A and lot of... and I used to scream and yell at him because I mean, we're, we know each other since we're zero. So I mean, <laughs> he says, "Hey, listen, don't don't you're thinking too much. You're thinking of jokes." I said, "No, I'm not." And then I said, "Wait a minute, you came up with this thing. It took you four months." And Martha's Vineyard to come up with this outline. You're telling me that you don't think that you know what you might be saying? You know, it's like, you know, he wanted... But, you know, he's he has such a great instinct for comedy. The truth is, I did know what the scene was. And I was thinking of, about a few things. And I was always better when I went in there with a clear slate, as he would put it. Yeah. And um, and we would surprise each other. Um, it was a blast, man. I, you know, and and I, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't so think good. it's, you know, it's the kind of edginess that I like. I mean, I'm not for everybody, but people that understand me really get me. And if they don't, you know, I never want to be Bob Hope or you know a general audience kind of guy. I've got one Larry David story. A um, couple years ago, I'm at a uh, restaurant in Buckhead, New York Prime steak joint, fancy joint. I've never been it, there. Uh, here? Or? Yeah, in Atlanta. Okay. And I'm sitting in one of those big, cushy, circular booths you know high above everything and there's a guy on the other end of the restaurant that i'm like i'm like lauren that's larry david larry david's here because he was in town for some sort of emory awards or something Uh, so i knew he was in town i'm like that's larry david so people kept coming up to him you know this is across the (laughs) restaurant i'm looking right and the waiter comes our waiter uh eastern european guy thick accent i'm like is that is that Larry Dade over there? Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know. He's famous. Everyone keeps going up. He's very popular. I was like, all right. That was a good impression, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing a, I'm doing my improv here. So I said to him, I said, all right. There's no way I'm going to go up and interrupt Larry David eating dinner. That's just the worst thing to do. I'm like, tell that server I want to pay 
for I want to pay for that dinner. You know, it's just he's brought so much joy to my life. Wow. I'm like I'm gonna pay, and this is a prime steakhouse, Jamie. It's I mean New York Prime. It's no yeah, joke. It's, it is yes, yeah. yes. It's like the uh, Smith and Walensky's of Atlanta. If yeah, you, you, you don't want to be uh, you don't want to mistake. And buy a non-celebrity. Yeah. Right. And you're rolling the dice because there's, you know, I'm sure there's $1,500 bottles of wine on this menu. And I'm like, what? I got to do it. It's just, you know, it's like meeting someone that really means a lot to you. So I do that all the time when I see people, you know. Yeah, it's it's just a good thing to do. So um, we take care of the bill. Uh, Larry and his his, uh, guest finish the bill. They're coming to what they, I can see them, the, the, his waiter pointing to me, saying right. he papered the bill. And I'm like, oh my God, Larry's going to come over here and thank me. This is amazing. He's walking towards me, walks up, and he says, hey, I'm Dr. Feinbaum. Thank you for buying my dinner. Whoa, you're kidding me. Jewish Dr. Feinbaum, apparently a, uh, Looks a lot like cardiologist Larry. in Atlanta, says, uh, thanks for buying my steak. That was, and I'm like, no problem, Doc. You know, um, so it was. So it's was not. For, come on. I swear to God. Come on. It was not. But you know, from a hundred feet away, dimly lit restaurant, Jewish guy with Larry's haircut. I would. I would blame the waiter. He was. He was waiter should. Waiter. No. Nah, I you don't can't. know. He's very popular. Though. Everyone wants to yeah. talk to. That's got to be his. Well, I got to tell that to Larry. The last time. Involved. Last time I went to dinner, I I, I get there. He's, I said. He says, oh, he called me. I haven't seen you in a while. Let's have dinner. I go, fine. What time? He says, 428. 428? <laughs> what are you, an airport controller? But he really, he's that eccentric. I go, first of all, I'm not having, and I call him at three. I don't want to have dinner now. I just had lunch. He says, all right, we it took, took about a half hour to get it to come down to 615. So I get to this sort of fancy restaurant in Beverly Hills, and I get there at six, and I tell the major day, I'm paying. For the dinner, because I don't want, I don't expect him to pay for me. I can afford it. And plus, you know, it's he. Can you imagine how many people think he should always pay for everything? Sure. You know, so he comes forty minutes late, and then I say he, he doesn't apologize. And then we look at the menu. He says, "Don't look at the menu. Don't embarrass me." He says, "We won't embarrass you." He says, "I know the chef. He'll bring out what he thinks we should have." Wait a minute. What happened to the old days? You would get this, and I would get that, and we'd split it. He says, no, "Don't embarrass me." I said, fine, whatever the chef wants me to like. Yeah. The guy, the chef comes out with like eight dishes on a lazy Susan. <laughs> so like enough for like an, a country. And then we don't even have a conversation. His phone rings and he gets up, doesn't say anything, but I forgot Steve Martin's poker night and he left. Left, and I'm, me there. <laughs> left me there. We didn't have one sentence of conversation. I'm stuck with the, uh, with this 1500 dollar bill oh no well well i i gave the guy my credit card yeah. and i wasn't going to just sit there and eat myself so are you tell me larry's gone hollywood now is, is he that was a little hollywood yeah. to me but then and then the next moment he's not he's not really hollywood he's he's just an eccentric you know but, he's just an eccentric guy i mean i am too we all have our eccentricities but he's an odd odd guy but a genius and i love the guy I mean, someone once told me that he had a fundraiser once i think for president clinton and he was upstairs, and this is when he was married. And I had worked for the Clintons a long time, and uh, but I wasn't at this. I wasn't in town for this thing. And uh, anyway, long story short, it's over, and President Clinton's leaving. And his wife comes up and says, "You know, the president would like to thank you." And Larry went, "I, I don't think I need. I, I don't need a thank you. <laughs> Tell him it was my pleasure."
I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I just love that. I don't. Yeah, I could just hear him saying that. Just tell him that I like him a lot. So, uh, Richard Lewis, comedian, great comedian, fantastic comedian, legendary comedian, in studio. He's at the Punchline this weekend. Um, let me end the the inner sanctum of of Hollywood. Who are you? Who are you palling around with? Are you hanging with the Mel Brookses and the Carl Reiners? Do you see them? What what what's going on well, on a day to day? I'm not. A, you know, I'm not. You know, once I got married, uh, and I'm a recovering addict now, almost 20 years. My, you know, my the, the party life and running from party to party and bedroom to bedroom is over. Mm-hmm. So, which is fine with me. I have a great wife and uh, and a, and, a, and a dog that was a rescue, which I love. That's like, great. Yeah, really. I, I was always afraid of dogs, but not this little Maltese mix. But at any rate, um, you know, like you know, it's funny. You know, when you say that, because I remember when I turned sixty, I was I just finished some show, it went really really well, and I go back to my hotel. I'm not drinking. I'm not acting out on my wife, and I and then I'm saying. And I was thinking of like Albert Brooks and Larry and I are the same age. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a two three weeks older than Albert and three days older than Larry. So I write him a letter because I was like bored and I but I was I was alone, and I said you know, guys we've all done pretty well. Uh, how come we don't like every week go go to a, get a sandwich or something? And I don't hear back from 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 Larry at all. Uh-huh. Doesn't even respond. Yeah. And uh, and Albert made some some joke about something that was on the news that didn't even respond yeah. to what I was saying. So you know, most of my old friends who I see a lot are still my New York friends and my Ohio State buddies who I remain close with, and they're all over the country. You went to Ohio State? Yeah. All right. Well, so I got in. I mean, I, I wanted to go. I are mean, you a, a good a Ohio business. State football fan? Yeah, once you go to a school, particularly that kind of school, you, you go crazy, you know. And I was a grand marshal a couple of times, and um, you know, it was you a, dotted the I. That's like the big. I wanted right? to dot the I, but I said if they made it a, psych, a psychiatric couch that I would lie down, <laughs> they didn't go for it. They don't want to break any of their rules in Ohio. I'm you know, very traditional. Well, I mean, you're, this is SEC country, so college football is just it's, it's where the it's religion. At. So are you? You guys have killed us. You killed the whole. Yeah. There is no other conference that that can compete. It's How's a, Urban Meyer doing up there, though? The, well, the, he's the been doing great. You know, he's getting. They, they, you know, they finish all the, those sanctions, and uh, yeah. he's a great coach. I think he won like 12, 14 or twenty in a row That's or something. Insane. No, nah, he's fine, you know. I, but you know, it gets to a, my. I took my wife to one Michigan, Ohio State game, and uh, she got really claustrophobic. You know, we we're up in the booth, and everyone's oh, yeah. wearing the same cologne, this Buckeye <laughs> cologne with. They had red red sweaters Danny on. George cologne. <laughs> Whatever it was, she says, "I got I gotta go. I'm having a panic attack." I go, "Why? They're all wearing red sweaters. I gotta get out of here. And I can't stand the sm- the smell of what? They're, they're all wearing the same cologne." I, I said, don't embarrass me. You know, there's, there's Havlicek. Who's Havlicek? He's a basketball player. The thing became a nightmare. Uh, so she amazing. doesn't go back to Columbus with me. That's are you, okay. Uh, all right, so I got to ask you are, you, are you a basketball fan? I'm a huge sports junkie. And, uh, you know, I, mean, I listen, I was in college when the Knicks last won a championship. Uh, I root for all New York teams. You know, uh, the Knicks treat me well, so I never take seats. I never sit on the floor at the, at the forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I never have. They never even charge me at the garden, so I don't. That's I don't great. abuse that. I go a couple of times every few years. So, do you, which games do you go? Do you go to Clippers or? Lakers I go. Games? I'll go to when the Knicks are in town. I usually go. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, I know a lot of the guys on the on on the team, and uh, any, and I'm really loyal. You know. Any thoughts to the uh, the whole Donald Sterling? controversy what are, what are the folks in LA thinking about this right now well everyone was sort of hopeful it would all go away 
But you know what? I'm not surprised by the new news about him, you know. Hiring private investors. All of that stuff because uh, it's like I used to talk about it a lot on stage. Or every comic does but I in their own way. But like if you're in a bad relationship, I would lie in bed. I had one notoriously bad uh, it was, it was, it was, she was infamous for ruining lives, and uh, I would always think <laughs> that she'd wake up in the middle of the night and wake me up and go, Richard, I have been such a jerk. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What was I? My whole character has been flawed, and I'm a, I'm, I've been killing you. Yeah. This is never going to happen. <laughs> what would happen? She'd say, you woke me up and hit me with a pitchfork right, right through my eyes. So, you know, it's the same. Well, I don't know why I got off that subject. Did she, did she never recorded you, though, like uh, like? Sterling? No, no. I'm, yeah. I don't know why I went to her. You were asking me something else. It's like, uh, I don't know. I forget. I, I forgot the subject we were That's talking right. about. Ohio State? Who cares? <laughs> I love Ohio State. I mean, I, it was the best four years of my life. You know, I didn't did have to work. How did you wind up going to a, a Big Ten school? I, well, because it has a, has, a, has a great business school. And I was, I told my father I was going to be a dentist. All right. And he bought that. Honorable. You know, it just got him off my back for a couple of years. And then when I got there, I said, no, nah, I think I'm going to go be an, uh, uh, an advertising man. So I knew I liked copywriting. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked to watch commercials. So, And I was. I got a degree in business, and I was a copywriter for, but for really small firms. I tried. I was really good at it, but I didn't have any money. See, when you, people don't, you know... People don't understand how hard it is to, work, to, to make it in, in the business. Oh, if if you want to be in the arts... And and then you have to just want to be in the arts, and, and money is, it either happens or it doesn't. You My know? brother's a professional actor. He's um, how old am I? He's thirty five now. He's been doing it, you know, straight out of college. He got mm-hmm. a master's in theater, wow. and it's it's a tough gig. Man. Oh man, it is. He, no, uh, no, it he is. He got one movie he was in with a Kevin James movie had a speaking part, and we you know we were all hoping that would pop him, but you know it's a lot of theater, it's a lot of commercials, it's just. A grind. Well, if he's lucky to get commercials yeah. and pay the way, it's just very difficult. You got to really lo- have a passion for what you want. I mean, it's good for whatever you do, but in the, in the arts in particular, I mean, it's just it's so competitive and it's so it's so run by the business side of things that, that no one's looking to give you a break. You know, it's just it's sort of you know I'm really happy. I was you know I was telling the guys you know that you know the, the audience in particular. Mm-hmm. I said you know this is my 44th year. And I'm still here, and you still want to see me, and that was, uh, you know, it wasn't. I wasn't boasting. I was just feeling grateful, you know. So, but here's the question I've always had: I, 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 Am I, I a sure. woman? <laughs> oh, are you my Aunt Sylvia? <laughs> yeah. um, when when you get to a certain level, career-wise, like I'm amazed. I went and saw Bill Cosby in town a couple months ago, right. and in my mind, I'm thinking, if I'm his age with his money. I'm not schlepping around the country doing these shows. I'm on a beach somewhere, drinking a cocktail. But I guess when you love what you do, age doesn't matter. You want to go out and do it as long as you can. Well, I've never been better on stage. Yeah. Let me say that. If I if I was going downhill, I'd stop. You know, for whatever reason, uh, I would I would stop. But I'm performing at the highest level. I mean, I did Carnegie Hall in '89. I wish I was this guy then. But you know, I'm 25 years better at my craft. But the only reason I can, and after all the decades of therapy, which I don't go to much anymore, it's just like I'm sick of, of hearing her tell me who I am. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, uh, 
if you stop doing what you really love, it's almost like you're dying. You know, it's like it's a death sentence, yeah. you know. So it's like you, you feel alive doing what you want. And, you know, Cosby's so iconic, you know. And, and you know, it's like, to be honest, you know, Curb really gave me a, a second life. You know, it really bookended my career in a tremendous way. I just love this show so much. Do yeah. you know how much... How much more we got coming of Curb. I mean, I don't know. You know, Larry. You know, there's rumors about other things, other kinds of projects. But you, when you, you know, I got letters from people that, again, it's. I mean, I know a lot of people. I met my wife through Ringo Starr. I, you know, I know, mm-hmm. you know, I know. I'm really close with Ronnie Wood and the Stones and the, some of the Stones. And, but I mean, like Bruce Springsteen, who I know, wrote me a handwritten letter, like written by one of the founders of the, of the you know, the kind the writing the declaration with yeah. a quill pen. You know, he wrote me a whole letter on on the arts and my stand up and on uh, keep taking risks. And then he ended it by saying, you know, by the way, you know, my wife Patty and I sometimes stay in bed and watch an entire season of Curb. So, you know, I I framed that letter pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> but Absolutely. I told Larry, and Larry went, Oh, really? That's good. You know, he's like, it's, that's why people, I, I, I'll never really truly know whether he just doesn't accept the uh, the attention or whether he uh, doesn't care. Yeah. Either way, it's like, you know, I just, I, I wish I, I wasn't as needy as I am to it, hear. It's like being, I mean, there's, there are a couple of just shows that to me just stick out. And if, if you, Uh-oh. if you are a, a member of them, to me, oh, it's doesn't like matter. Hall of Fame, like the Sopranos. To me, oh, if you're in, the, in, in that cast, you're a Hall of Famer. Well, Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Wire, which I was... A lot of writer-producers, this is sort of inside baseball stuff, but a lot of really good writer-producers in Hollywood basically think The Wire, if you stick with it, is uh, ultimately one of... Maybe the best show of all time, dramatically. But I, I watched the whole thing. I, I, I binge-watched it about six months ago, it's, and I was blown away. Do you yeah. know what, what the show that I think is in the top five for me as far as dramas are concerned. Did you see Deadwood on HBO? No, I see there's like five or six. Really great, isn't it? Unbelievable. I know, there's a couple of... And I haven't even watched House of Cards, which everyone loves. I haven't watched that either. I don't don't even... Here's honestly, I don't even know how to do Netflix. So anything that's being released on Netflix, like Orange is the New Black or House, I have no idea how to do it. How do I do Netflix? Do I have to... Download Mark, I'm going to be no help to you in this portion of the conversation because I too, me neither. I too don't. Uh, I do I'm not oh, a big Netflix is it? watcher. Yeah. Do you I, do it on your computer, and you're just, but the thing about Netflix is that a lot of the movies you want to see, you can't see streaming. Really, or you have to get a DVD. It's, DVD. And apparently, it's easy. It comes, and then you mail it back. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm saying this on the airwaves. Well, all three of us are that. having the same. Yeah. They'll send it right to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get a DVD. I want to see it immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instant you know. gratification. Yeah. Um, I, I got. Uh, I know you got to go, Richard. I'm just gonna go take a nap. Richard Lewis in town, sleeping before his punchline gig. Uh, tickets available online. Punchline.com or give us a call, 404-252-5233. Can it's I ask a, you a personal question? Everything is personal it's, with me. It's something I'm fascinated How dare with. you? It's it's the just the whole the theory, the, the actuality of residual checks. Yeah. Like boggles my mind. I want to ask you a personal question. Robin Hood. Men in tights. Yeah. You're still getting residual checks for that. Yeah, but you don't get that much. Uh, but, like, that, well, what are you getting right now in 2014? As if, I mean, you oh, don't have I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I see what the residuals come in per month. I don't know where, you know, but you don't you get don't a lot of. You break it down like that? No. Okay. No, I mean. I'm just fascinated by I mean, that. I once saw a check for a dollar five for a seventh <laughs> heaven. 
and that Ray was Matt, a, is that in the, I was uh, I played a rabbi for four years on that show. I had no idea it was seen all over the world. Yeah. Little foreign children at LA, Los Angeles Airport go, There's the Jew. <laughs> But they say it in a nice way. Yeah. Is yeah. that framed in the memorabilia uh, Hollywood house? I don't think I have. A, I don't think I have a Seventh Heaven picture. <laughs> I, and, it, and it was a good show, but I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It had, I opened up a whole new audience, but then people would be coming, bringing their children in to see me, and I go, you can, no, no, <laughs> you got to hear. So this is a PG thirteen and up or show at the my show's line? an R. Um, yeah, R rated. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's, it's not Bruce a hard R. Said, no, it's not hard at all. And, and Lenny Bruce says it's a matter of intent. My intention is not to use expletives for uh, for for laughs. It's just I'm a street guy. But uh, but it is uh, it's a tad provocative. I was in Utah in Salt Lake City, and I uh, a guy walked right to the front of the club. It was a nightclub. Brought his nine year old. His hair. He looked like Damien, like the kid from The Shining. It was a cute kid, but he scared me. Yeah. I said, "You got to go." I'm I'm on. I'm the show has started. I said, "Can I give you some money? Uh, can I buy him some toys, some Mormon here. toys, anything?" <laughs> Mormon. Toys. Well, I mean, What's they're Mormon. Mormon toy, a wooden well, block, huh? A wooden no, block. an empty wine bottle, <laughs> rubber. <laughs> you know, so the guy says, "I want him to experience you." I go, "No, oh, he's only, he's God. too young." So I had to do the whole show, and I would say a a, a word that was provocative. I go, "You know, uh, in Yiddish, that means uh, broccoli." <laughs> It was really, it was a four-hour show, <laughs> and I'm not going to go back. But you didn't pull punches. You you kept the material. Well, I don't, ha- I don't, I have thousands of hours in my head. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have, every show's different, pretty much. That's awesome. I mean, I stay, sometimes if, if I'm tired, I'll, I'll start somewhere, then I'll go off on a tangent. I don't have an act. I'm the act. That's you know, fantastic. Um, well, I don't know. It's, it's just, you know, Leonard once said to me, why are you always hit your wreck before you go? I said, what about I don't know what I'm going to say? Can we start with that first, that, Jay? I do that every night. I don't. Yeah, I literally don't know what I'm going to talk about two minutes before I go on the that's air. That's why I respect you guys, and radio is such a great, and, and this particular you know medium is really impossible yeah. to, to do it. Well, it's done. To really just to just to wing it, and there's nothing worse than dead air, man. You know, when you're driving, people have accidents when they're unhappy with you. <laughs> exactly. You got to. It's, it's you have, two hours of, of. Yeah, you're very responsible for our lives. Yeah. Well, I. I you're the messiah. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, <laughs> thanks for having I, me on, man. Pleasure, man. Uh, I will come check you out at the punch. You line. don't have. Don't no, don't feel obligated, really. No, I. He, I, I don't. Nah, pay. don't like, yeah. I'll send you it's the box. Like you set. at Knicks games. I'll send they you the box set. They don't charge me at the punch. We don't. Well, I would have paid for you. <laughs> All right, real quick. Speaking yeah. of the Knicks games, before we go, Carmelo threatening to leave to go to Miami. I say he's not Knicks thre- thre- good riddance. If he's not threatening. If he goes, he goes. I, I believe that if you're a free agent, you you can't have it both ways, and they deserve to go wherever they want to yeah. go. And why didn't we hire Mark Jackson? Yeah, he's a he's a good friend of mine. He should have been hired. Right? I mean, no offense to Derek Fisher. He, he might keep, be amazing. It's but because Derek played under that system. No, but Mark it's Jackson, so New York guy. I know. I, uh. I was thinking about that. I just hope Mark, Mark, he was offered another job, though. Did you hear about it? Mark was? Yeah, another team's interested. He'll get another. Well, he's, on, he's doing TV now, which is great. He's great he's on that. He's great on TV. But, I, uh-huh. I, you know, I fax these guys. I know most of them during the games. Like, I, 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 I text them? No, no, I don't fax them. No, no. I mean, I text them. Okay. I'm so old. I fax them. Oh, my God. I put a note in a bottle, and I throw it in the ocean. Did you get the bottle? Check your fax machine. <laughs> I sent you some plays. God, I, you're never going to let me live that down. I fax them. No, because Bob Costas is great and everything, but I, I don't think he's a huge horse lover. You yeah. Know. So uh, they go to commercial last during the uh, 
I don't know, maybe it was the, the Preakness. Preakness. No, it might have been. I said, ask them if, because uh, it was. I knew it was a commercial, and, yeah. and I knew, ask them if, uh, some, get some dirt on, on Lassie and Fury <laughs> and on some of these, and I named some, like, Trigger, some yeah. horses. Is it true that uh, Trigger and Gene Autry's horse, you know, cheated on their mares? You know, I just try to lighten them up a little bit. That's you know? amazing. You're texting Bob. Oh, Cotter I do it all. No, I text all. I know, I know a lot of sports guys, so I do it during the games. I don't want to be mentioned during the game. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing it to plug anything. You just want to mess with them a little bit. Yeah, yeah they like it, yeah, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Anyway, thanks for having me, man. Richard, and a pleasure. Come to the Punchline. It's one of the most historic clubs in the country, and you should really... Uh, well, it's been here because people have been coming. It's Wrigley But if you don't Field. come for me, I've been riddled with uh, my family with heart disease, so <laughs> we should, you have to come. Wrigley Field with chicken fingers is the way I describe the punchline. It's just a, it's a legendary place. <laughs>